Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. To get it together, trying to help the fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Do you really think we can? Well, welcome, welcome to Block Talk Radio on a very special day. It is November. Eight, and it is election day 2016 and uh, we are are doing our blog talk radio show because well you know you can watch that as long as you want but uh, it'll still be going when we're done and uh, uh, gee I just uh, I just tuned in and found out after 1% of the votes in Kentucky, Donald Trump has 79% and um, uh, Hillary has about 18%. So I'm, I'm sure that the Trump people are jumping up and down for joy right now um, for a 1% of Kentucky. Um, but, you know, it's a long ways to go. So it's going to be a historic night, that's for sure. We've never had quite a race like this one we certainly, uh, I don't ever remember when we've had such a, just an acidic one. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been quite some deal. And then of course you've got uh, some, a total outsider uh, against a female, first female president. It's going to be, going to be a very interesting evening, but to start your evening off, uh, and we probably will, in a little while, talk a little bit about the election, if we have enough time. We are bringing back, for an unprecedented third time in a row, our good friend Alex Alexander Klein. We call him Alex from, uh, originally born in Long Beach, California. Uh, he, he claims to have two loving parents amazing grandparents, and inspirational brother. And uh, he was raised inundated with technology and culture. Um, it's fascinating to have him share with you conversations he has with his dad, uh, who is in the uh, security there, but they're both actually in the internet security business in some related form. And uh, just fascinating. But uh uh, Alex is a student of the martial arts, language, history, networks, security. He consults small offices and business owners how to efficiently navigate our rapidly evolving world while maintaining a connection to the roots of our humanity as the digital age is ushered forth. Uh, Alex has a very interesting balance between humanity and uh, tech technology and uh, you'll pick up on that as we get talking but uh, we keep having him back because we never finish what we plan on doing and uh, that's why we're here last week uh, we were just beginning to talk about a subject we'll start with in, in just a minute but right now um, I'd just like to bring on 
Alexander Klein. Welcome, Alex, back to Blog Talk Radio. Hey, John. Thank you for having me. It's crazy. Three times in a row. I know. (laughs) This is exciting. How's your day? How's your day been so far today? Good, man. Good. I'm I'm just uh, going for a stroll right now, trying to clear my head and enjoy Laguna while the sun sets before I get onto lovely 405 during traffic hour. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So uh, then you'll be going back to where? – where is it that you hang your hat these days? I'm not even sure um, I know you that. Know, I've been all over the place, but I've been kind of bouncing between Anaheim and then traveling too. I've been traveling a lot for work. In fact, I'm going to be out in Vegas for okay. a business conference next week. So I haven't been too consistent in like staying home. So I've just been being with my family uh-huh. instead. Good. Good. Well, Alex, uh, have you voted yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You did that. I mailed you, in my, my ballot. You did that so. right away. So, oh, oh, you mailed well, it in no, a while. Well, no, I already ago. mailed. Yeah. 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 But it's still cool, good. you know. It's it's a good day. I didn't need the sticker for it. <laughs> you know, I voted and I didn't get my sticker. I didn't even oh. I, they weren't even handing they weren't handing them out. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't. Cuz I yeah, yeah, you know, I disillusionment. <laughs> you know, but there were definitely. Huh? Pardon me. Yep. Well, there were definitely more people than um, I ever remember, and uh, I I wonder if that's going to be a trend everywhere. Else. I hope so. I hope sure. that we, we get more active. Yeah. Well, I think. I think at least uh, these two candidates have garnered interest. I'm not sure it's the right kind of interest, but it's, <laughs> they have definitely gotten everybody's attention. That's for sure. So uh, I feel like I feel like people are 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 are, are voting. The real drive is who they're voting against, most likely. Who they're trying to keep out of yeah. the White House versus. Versus who they want in. Um, you feel that too? Yeah, I mean, I I think that what's what's interesting is that that's like the main argument is you know, and we noticed that with like our past elections, the last couple, it's been the lesser of two evils approach, but now that has been yeah. over exemplified, and I mean, they haven't even been stressing more of the the legal process and educating the people that. You know, you can also vote down ballot, and the the reason why you want to get out and vote isn't just for your presidential candidates, but you know, I'm I'm registered to vote in Laguna, so there's a lot of municipal that measures that I actually right. want and would like to participate in, even though I'm traveling. And I really care about the future of the town, and God, I care about right. the future of the state for sure. So there's so many other reasons why you mm-hmm. got to get involved outside of the, yeah, the political right. parties, po- dog and pony show. So yeah, absolutely. I just I hope that we we care more about that, and I think that that's what got what's gotten so many people, at least in this state, is that you know there's been a lot of a uh, there's been a lot of talk about certain measures, and luckily because of my generation's um, support yeah. for you know I think 61 was it that that measure that it's going to bring a lot of people to mm-hmm. actually look at the other things on the ballots 
which, mm-hmm. you know, if you talk to the everyday person, no one's paying attention to. You know, we don't even know what number measures we should be voting mm-hmm. yes or no on. And when you read it, they're very confusing if, to the basic yeah, reader. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't read law and how we interpret law and legal English, it's it's kind of right. complicated. Reminds me of the Iliad or the Odyssey, right. you know, that old English style. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. I lose track of things because sometimes you you got you got something that a, a, a yes vote really means no, <laughs> right? And uh, or and it's no, very cleverly that, done. This happens over and over, right? Right. Well, well. Um, I had a. I'm not sure I should go into this, but uh, no, I won't go into this. We'll 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 mention that a little bit yeah. later. Um, you and you and I can talk about the. The KK and the LL uh, for Laguna Beach, but I oh, yeah. I ran into yeah local uh, yeah I ran into uh, our councilman. Uh, we have a councilman who lives right across the street, and he was just heading out to jog, and and uh, we uh, I got a little bit of um, his his approach to things, which was really great. We'll we'll, we'll share about that later on. Um, I don't think we need to bore our listeners with local local news, but. Um, you know where I want to jump in is where we left off uh, last week, Alex. We were we were talking about the fact that that there were some similarities uh, between the Boomer generation, my generation, and the Millennials, um, which is your generation. And uh, this has been studied. It's been brought out by uh, a number of uh, sociologists who have found, you know, similar likes, uh, similar values. Um, and we were just getting into that when, when uh, I was surprised last week because uh, our, our, uh, we try to keep it to a half hour, but never, never does a show just stop, which, which it did last week. So um, uh, I want to, I want to jump back into that uh, because we were just, we we were just beginning to, I think you were touching upon some things about uh, my generation in the uh, in the late '60s and '70s, and what what you know about us that uh, that was similar to some of the things that you value. You, do, do you remember where where we were? Can we jump into that? I believe it was something to do with Bernie Sanders and kind of re- reflecting that generation's oh, yeah. passion. Yes. Um, yes. Well, what, you know, what, all I could what say... would you say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You, you were, you were headed somewhere. So what so go ahead I was going to say is thoughts. that with Bernie Sanders and your generation and my generation and everything in between, I think that ultimately he was relying on the same level of frustration, although he didn't take it to such a, as you you so eloquently put it, like acidic or kind of abrasive approach as the Republican Mm -hmm. candidate this this election has chosen. But ultimately Mm -hmm. the rhetoric does have the same fundamentals in that it is, uh, you know, disenchanted, yet also... Bernie Sanders is very hopeful, and I think that we're very hopeful and progressive in just our our aspirations for the country. And so out of that, there was a lot of 
you know, it seems radical because we've been conditioned to thinking that things are so, um, I guess, set in stone or structured. But everything yeah. that he has been proposing was really came out of your generation. And, you know, you guys could say that your generation had borrowed some more revolutionary ideals at the turn of the century. But ultimately, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff isn't new. And it's, the you know, pursuit of just common rights and accountability along with the new issues that have arises too, including a measure that's on the mm-hmm. California ballot stating whether or not a corporation is allowed to be involved in super PACs and if a corporation has the same say in the election as a human being or a person does. That stuff is new. Mm-hmm. Definitely, again, that's a product of you know, our, our, the, the evolution of our country and the fact that you know we still have to go and get out and work every day and go on with our lives so you can't catch up and fight every single issue that comes our way but now here we are and the the differences in all the candidates were so start were so striking because of what they chose to talk about in the, in the subject matter of like what what our country needs to do i mean i haven't heard many solutions being right. necessarily proposed so much as it's been just and this isn't on one party uh candidate in particular too i'm saying for both sides we're not hearing the same solutions mm-hmm. that Bernie Sanders was even proposing without his own solutions too, which is why I was so so skeptical because I really noticed mm-hmm. a lot of my generation jumping behind him. Personally, though, you know, I noticed that was Obama, and Obama has been a fantastic example of what American politicians can be with his professionalism and his charisma and the mm-hmm. just overall conduct, you know, be it, regardless of the politics, you really can't be embarrassed whenever the man gives a speech. And I remember growing up mm-hmm. being embarrassed whenever our president spoke. So that's <laughs> definitely a plus. <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing, though. You know, um, yeah. You know, I like – you said something a few minutes ago about being hopeful. And uh, I want to talk about that. For for a minute, um, there is a lot uh, there. There is a lot of hopelessness in at least in I would say the older people. But um, would you say you have some hope? And if you do, what what is that? Uh, what's your hope? What do you hope? What's your hope founded in? That's interesting. I'm very hopeful about so many tangible aspects of our future. And then there are some things that I'm kind of very realistic and that's, I bind it with the human expression, but ultimately I'm, I'm hopeful about the very logical nature of the spread of our age demographics in this country, particularly mm-hmm. and how, you know, the, the, we are, despite for the most part, there being such a, huge amount of the baby boomers sharing the same ideals and morals and values as the millennial generation, we're still as a collective coming up against a very exclusive set of baby boomers who have control of the country and have had that control. And they're kind of expressing the control Mm -hmm. of the country as everyone else has, regardless of their political party and their alignment. This is really, this is Mm -hmm. just private interest at that point. It's ego. You know, stuff that everyone warns mm-hmm. us about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that with the age of the Internet and people being more transparent, yes, 
there's been cyberbullying through the advantages of being anonymous. But for the most part, you look at everything and people have a certain level of accountability for their actions now. There's so much more transparency on the web. And you have to really curse it. Now, this mm. isn't a good thing either because I think this is affecting Hillary Clinton. But people have to mm-hmm. really curtail what they're expressing and putting out there. And this is the same thing with the privacy debate. So going forward, I think that we're just going to be, for better or worse, cautious. But also we're going to really stop and consider, which is the golden thing or the silver lining as you put in our first interview. We're going to stop mm-hmm. and consider mm-hmm. our, our actions and our words as a collective, mm. and I really, really like that. I'm really hopeful about that. Yeah. You know, because that what is can, okay. something, it's so simple. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What kind of, um, what kind of leaders, you know, do you think uh, the millennials are going to be? Um, I know we've got, this is going to be a, uh, a few years down the road, but um, is that part of something you're hopeful about too? Yeah, I, I, ima- I imagine that there's going to be, again, more accountability and also a real understanding unless, you know, we of course have the same, you know, aristocratic upper echelon style candidates too. But for the most part, there's going to be the grounded approach of everyone being raised with that collective understanding of what's going on in the internet and the world and in spite of that. So you won't, you won't have the same fundamentally uh, statistically norm level of ignorance and perhaps indifference to other cultures. And, Hmm. you know, I'm not saying that everyone's going to be politically correct. It's just that we'll have more correct basis because we, within, you know, other than within uh extreme, extreme examples, as a collective, my, you know, I've noticed my generation is a lot less uh, racist or bigoted on certain ideals. Mm -hmm. There's still a war with genders, and there's so much we have to evaluate with the war on the identity of Clinton, too, which I I just Mm -hmm. watched a fabulous piece on considering her history. I mean, she has been kind of changing her identity for more than 30 years, and in spite of that, I think that that's kind of lended itself to how we view her as a corrupt politician. But if we look at the history of it, we've always been attacking her for be for being too strong of a woman. And I really believe that. Hmm. If you look at everything, if going back to her hmm. and her last name and taking her maiden name as opposed to her last name to the way that she dressed herself in Arkansas when Bill was a governor. I mean, there's so much stuff that is really behind the scenes hmm. and forgotten in history that we have to factor in that has led up to the rhetoric of today. Wow. And I'm impressed. Um, I'm impressed that, as my dad said, she, she's still fighting the good fight after everything she's been put through. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk, let's talk. Tell me a little bit more about... Um, uh, characteristics of, of, of your, your generation and how, how are you, know, if, if we had a, if, if we had a millennium millennial coming into uh, leadership in our, uh, you know, if, if we had a millennial as the president <laughs> right now, what, what would be good yeah. about that? What, 
what would you be excited about? I think their openness to to very radically new approaches, you know, perhaps hmm. methods that wouldn't have otherwise been taken, but also a real homage to, you know, the the either that you look at it as the days of ana, analog or just wisdom of our ancestors, you know, and our elders, but there's going to be a real balance between the two where it's not going to be like we have to pave the way and restructure and re-engineer everything from the ground up, but there are plenty of ways we're already doing that. And also with accountability and transparency of everything, be it ingredients to, you know, reviewing everything, um, including another thing on the state ballot, which is that, any sort of proposed measures and laws have to be posted on the internet and there has to be an adoption right, of right. a notification feature, which is great. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's the type of stuff that's coming because, and it's not, you don't even have to blame any particular generation so much as the, the people that are evolving alongside the technology as it grows. Um, but going back to the point, I really, I think that there's going to be, At least, you know, I'm a very unique example of paranoia with the whole hostilities around the world, but at least I can really confidently say that most of my generation from my ascertainments doesn't have the same um, feelings of threat or pressure or looks at it as a tactical or in, you know, warlike way. And I really think that we're actually going away from that. And which is, you know, just music wow. to my ears. Honestly, I think that we should be a, I think that we should leave strategy and strategists to an exclusive sphere of our world, you know, and not try to hyper militarize our population. So I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very happy to kind of feel that way and see it as opposed to, you know, in the 2001 era where it kind of looked like everybody yeah. was getting militarized, you know. And so I think that that's yeah. another example of a millennial leader is that they're probably not going to rely on the military as much. I doubt it. I think that we'll, we'll more than likely start to coalesce and create a better or maybe restructuring of the UN so that the countries that feel alienated, which then creates more tensions and possibilities of conflict, can have proper representation. Because I think everybody, the youth of China, the youth of Russia, the youth of America, we can all agree that we're all not properly being represented by that global power too. And I think that that's a great way mm-hmm. that we can adjust things and use the internet too, you know? And that's going to be a part yeah. of every millennial from every country, which is great because they will all have been raised with the internet and we have all had played some video game on a Yahoo chat room from back in the day all the way up to Call of Duty together and had a fundamental exchange of human experience that will remind us not human. Hmm. You know, I think we're all kind of collectively aware of each other. Do you think that um, your your generation can do something about this huge polarization that we have between Republicans and Democrats? I think that with actually your generation and my mother's generation and my brother's generation are going to be working on that following this election. I think that we're due for a pretty quick restructuring of that. But going forward, I would imagine that more of my generation is probably going to be fun, like 
that behind the libertarian movement and more of the the middle ground or not just states rights but like um it's you, you know we'll probably see the extremes of either the ones who are on big government and then the ones who are on little government you'll have the i see constitutional loyalists libertarians and then you'll also have the people who kind of like american socialism you know mhm but it's going to be different it's going to be a different world totally that, i mean that's... i'm ex- i'm i'm expecting that inevitably we're going to have at least more than two parties that's hmm. that's something that I, I'm pretty confident of. That would be that you know? would be new. Yeah. Yeah, I it's there's been a lot of a lot of you know disenchantment of that whole structure and the way that these independent right. candidates that can flip flop between each other have been able to assassinate the character of the overall party. Well, definitely, even if we mm-hmm. don't um, agree with the Republicans per se, we have to you know respect and appreciate the lesson that they have learned and that we all have to learn with our system, which is, you know, Trump has totally changed the face of it and the legitimacy and hearing any other proposed arguments, especially for a lot of my generation, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's incredibly, Mm -hmm. again, abrasive or toxic to the future of a party, you know? Yeah. Do you think Trump has a chance? In plenty of the country, yeah. I mean, he, has a, he will eclipse Hillary, but overall, as deemed by the Electoral College, it doesn't look like it. Not to me. I mean, yeah. all the. I mean, but maybe, maybe he, maybe by some chance, you know, the certain swings it'll get will work. But I'm not, I'm not too concerned with the the victory so much as I've been concerned with looking back in history and seeing how long this has been coming with his with his candidacy and with him running. Hmm. How long? You know, Tell me a little bit more about that. So you've seen it. Oh uh, well it, it I no 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 I couldn't I couldn't take credit for that per se. But I could definitely tell you that the information that has been coming out and the stuff from two thousand, right? Or the stuff even from him in the eighties. He has been long questioned on whether or not he will run for the presidency and is long um, hmm. fermented and fraternized with the the extreme right and really played with the momentum that they generated. And especially he's utilized the, the momentum of the, the Tea Party movement, you know, post Tea Party, uh-huh. that he was the one of the, the progening or the one of the founding voices of the whole birther movement, too, you know, with you know, questioning, and he also got to take credit for receiving right, or having Obama declare, you know, his birth certificate, which was a bunch of political theater, right. but it was only to impose and pull back his, or reel his, his leash back on his, his supporters and kind of instill himself, even in 2008. And so we have to really look, that was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a lot mm-hmm. of momentum then. In 2000, there was proposition for him to run in the the nineties. Oprah had had considered it as a legitimate question to where she asked him, and they they spent a couple of minutes on her show at the height of Oprah. You know, in the nineties, television was huge mm-hmm. back then. I don't really recall as much because I was a child, but 
I know the fundamental power, and I remember the power of the television and getting our information and media then to the shift of the Internet. And back then, you know, for her to spend so much time talking about Trump's presidency or potential presidency, obviously our, the collective public was willing to accept that as a possibility then. And so now, okay, if you're, if you're looking at 91, then just do the math. We're coming up on almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. We're getting close wow. to it, you know. Yeah. So there's been yeah. a lot of there's been a lot of stuff behind the scenes, and if you look at the way he spoke, and how he always said that you know he wouldn't do it, the stressing of the pay cut and stressing of the fact that you know that there are better people fit for the job, although he doesn't like the the current state of the country, you know. Very much, it's it's playing both sides of the coin, but also controlling the whole. Oh well, I'm I'm so good, I don't want to go for that power, and the people have to kind of appoint me and request me, you know. And mm. I, I think that that's, that's appealing to the whole the strong man and the, the patriarchal old style. Yeah. Of you know, and it's it's great yeah. if you study it all as a historian, then you'll see exactly where where we were headed years ago and how, how clear as day it was. It's just that we're so caught up in the moment and the mm-hmm. the Republican party has kind of been destabilized for a while now. It hasn't had a good figure to combat the post Bush era politics that were made. You know, this has been this fissure that they have been dealing with has kind of been a remedy for the, the ushering of an, a more extreme right wing candidate. And then less than less than um, admirable or at least valid kind of middle ground candidates for the Republican Party that will then alienate their base more so. You know, just as Hillary has yeah. alienated her base, but at least we have a unified to defeat the 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 bigger threat, right? Which <laughs> yeah. the Republicans have right. already done. And I mean, right. if you study if you study the theory of all this stuff and look at Hillary's evolution. And how she has been such an act, she was such an active feminist for her day. And she was so mm-hmm. radical in so many different theaters. You know, she was really radical for Arkansas. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to see where she has evolved going to this point and how she has had to always compromise to help her husband's election. It's very, it's a very unfortunate side effect of our population, which I want to lead into the next point. I don't believe that my generation will compromise. Mm-hmm their ideals or their public image or the, the public image and the sake of it for politics as much. I feel like my generation would more than likely divorce, even if it was a public political scandal, just so they could get their points across. Unless, you know, they truly mm. wanted to be, you know, a political power couple, whatever you want to say. But I think that there will be a lot more independent individuals of my generation running. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Tell me about because we're, we're all we're, we're running out close to uh, out of time here. I want to just in, in a final few thoughts think about uh, where how would you um, categorize or not that's the wrong word how would how would you express the uh, the the spiritual 
nature of millennials in general, or maybe you should just talk about your yourself here, but I'm just kind of wondering where they're, where they're at, where their searches are at, where are they at in terms of organized religion, you know, in the church and, and things like that. You, you got some thoughts. I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts I mean, the on thing that. Is, is that they, uh, I definitely think that collectively we all have a fundamental um, kind of common ground, regardless of whatever your religious ideal is. And then from mm-hmm. the common ground, people kind of build up based on their experience. You know, but there is definitely hmm. the collective feeling that this generation, you know, will be more in tune, try to be more spiritually aware and try to kind of progress themselves and each other further. And I, I really believe in that. And I believe that, you know, once focused, the, kid, the, the millennial generations can enable each other. It's, it's just that spiritually right now, because of everything in the material world, it's so easy to be dissuaded and fogged. And that's why people need to kind of go mm. back to the the old writings because we don't have any new writings on this stuff right now. They really got to go to the old writings wow. of everything and look at the, you know, just what the ultimate understanding after reflection and meditation was of how the human brain and the human mind deals with these stresses. Once we understand how we deal with these stresses and see how we manifest them in the physical world, and maybe perhaps ditch the opinionated and dogmatic interpretation of the rhetoric mm. that was used back then because they had lack of better words. You know, that's why we even say that phrase of speech. Mm-hmm. So perhaps colorful imagery and words should be interpreted more as metaphor, not questioning and saying that anything is metaphor, but just really apply the metaphors and the structure mm-hmm. of all the old teachings to, the ter- to today. And that's how you can kind of think like a millennial in the spiritual sense. Because... We'll always yeah. be human. We're always going to deal with human problems. But right now we don't have a, collect, a source of non, you know, unless you really change the way your computer monitor even displays light, the way you're going to read that information is going to be actually more abrasive to you. So it's better to just go to like a still book or something just to relax your mind and your eyes. And really just, you know, just, yeah. that's the whole point is just to relax, you know. Meditation that's really, has to come yeah, back, that, and I really think it is. That's really interesting because you know we we had this uh, in 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 the evangelical church circles we have this this uh, huge uh, worship uh, movement, and uh, it was all uh, pretty much um, sourced in in music. It was focused on music, and and the you know, the, the relevance of music, I have to say, I, you know, I was one of the ones who probably started it, but I had no idea what it was going to get into. But, you know, it, it, we were, we were writing songs, folk songs and rock music, uh, about our, our relationship with Jesus. And, um, that really connected to our generation. Well, as, as, as that grew, it it finally worked its way into the church and suddenly the church who that at one time when we were when we were starting they were throwing us out of church because you know i don't know do you know anything about about that but the guitars were from the pit of hell and and the, the beat uh, was yeah. satanic and <laughs> you know it's just amazing <laughs> 
so and and now you go into a now you go into an evangelical you know Christian Bible church on the corner, and they've got um, you know pyrotechnics and fog and and, and huge rock band and, and and you know the interesting thing is I'm looking at the people who are doing all that now, and they're not they're in their thirties. <laughs> and uh you know they're yeah. kind of getting to do the rock and roll they always wanted to do and they're doing it in church but what where the where the millennials seem to want to do they want to be somewhere else you know they they want to sit and um uh, give me the you know give me the the book of of uh prayer so give me the prayer book or the, let me just focus on something quietly and and uh, uh, meditate, and maybe maybe we'll have a guitar, maybe we'll sing one uh, song or two. But you know, say, is, is that what you're talking about? And yeah, in many degrees, yes. And I also wanted to touch down on the fact that music is a, a big point too. I think that most of the spiritualism of my generation is being expressed in music, and not just. Hmm hip-hop or the electronic music, but all forms of music. And that's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I uh, I don't express myself in that sense, even though I have written poetry. I don't express myself or kind of surround myself in that realm. But I could say confidently that everyone in my generation is unified in the fact that at no other point in time have we been so enabled to create music for ourselves so easily. And I think that that is a big Shit. That's right. And yes, huge. So, yeah. I was just, just talking to, to Chandler about that. Chandler about that on the way of taking him to school today is it you know, cuz he's he has a class in his in school he's going to and he's he's making music. He's, he's they have a recording studio and he's making his own music. Which is incredible. You know, you really in this day and age, yeah, you me. couldn't ask for a better thing, a better skill. Right, right. And and when I was his age, I was into music. But uh, if we were going to make music and record it, you know, we needed lots of money. And, and oh, yeah. we needed contacts. And we needed to be in uh-huh. the right place at the right time. You know, that was, you guys oh, had to, boy. Had to do the, the craziest grunt work. Just to get the the ears <laughs> of people, and then from there it was That's a whole right. other story to do the licensing and the record deals. Whereas now kids are starting their own labels from the very beginning. That's right. That's right. Which is incredible too. And, and that's that that is yes, and that's that's pretty cool. So uh, well, it's a it's going to be an interesting future, and of course our our how our future is going to be shaped is, is going to be decided in, in the next few hours, actually. So, uh, I think, uh, I think we'll probably, uh, wrap this thing up so everybody can get to their TVs if they want to watch this and, uh, and, and see where we end up. But, uh, Alex, I, I can't thank you enough for spending the last three weeks with, with us and, uh, sharing your thoughts and giving us a, a little bit of view of the the next from from the next generation. I I really appreciate it. Likewise, thank you so much for for having me and listening to yeah. my thoughts on it. Yeah, 
do you have any uh any any final words you 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 have to say to us <laughs> at this point um other than just thank you again for having me i love my family my mother father brother and stepmother very much uh, the final note is just regardless of who wins our presidency remember what you fundamentally believe for the country and you know don't don't judge each other and kind of just come together and unify to regardless of whatever candidate you're voting for truly make this country as great as you want it to be you know mm-hmm. and it's just it's our responsibility to do that it's not the people we elect in power fantastic so. wow that's fantastic alex thank you so much thank and, you uh, i appreciate and, uh, we'll, it you bet we'll be in touch Take care. Cool. Have a great evening. Good luck, right. everyone. Yep. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, folks. That was cool. Do what you can. You be the change. You you be the influence you want to make in the world. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Uh, that's from uh, our next generation. There you go. See you next week.